Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Hope the weekend was good fun and profitable for you. Michael Guerin joining you for the next half an hour to talk harness racing both in New South Wales predominantly and of course further afield as New South Wales horses continue to dominate in Victoria winning the Bendigo Cup on Saturday night. Uh, Jack Trainer was also in winning form on his home track at Menangle on Saturday. Good morning to you Jack, how are you mate? Yeah, g'day Nick, thanks for having me on. Mate, it's good to have you on. Um, before we get to the winners from the weekend, you also had the return of one of your sweethearts. Stylish Memphis is back in the Jack Trainer stable. She's had two enormous campaigns under your care in the last two years. You must have been pretty happy with her second to expensive ego, fresh up for you and therefore into Menangle type racing in 149.2. Yeah, I was, Nick, and um, obviously it's always great to have a, a mare like her come back to the stable, and she's probably the horse um, as such that got me going, which everyone probably knows by now, and um, yeah, I, I just wrapped with how she went. She showed gate speed, um, they run good time, and like sort of Jack Callaghan said, she just never give up and just tried the whole way out the straight, so promising signs moving forward, and I'm sure she will appreciate dropping back into a mares only race eventually and um, not having to run into a good horse like expensive eager. Mate, when she pulled off his back about the 300 metre mark, I thought for a couple of strides, even though he knew he wouldn't come back to you, she looked like she was going to, to threaten. Yeah, that's right. And um, I mean, she she will only improve from that run. She's um, been racing, actually been racing really good in New Zealand without being able to win a race. But um probably come over the most forward she ever has in the two campaigns that I'd given her before so uh, yeah she gave us a little bit of a, a bit of excitement there for a couple of tries but obviously when expensive ego is right everyone knows he's a very very hard horse to get past and um, yeah, he just was a better horse on the night. She's won the Ladyship Mile the last two years. She's also won a New South Wales Oaks, so her best work has been at Menangle. I presume the Ladyship Mile is the aim again, and if you could win it for a third time, uh, what a wonderful way to end her career. Yeah, that's right, and um, you, you are right, Nick. It's obviously, this trip is just solely based on the uh, late, sorry, Ladyship Mile again, and um, this year, obviously, with her being in foal, we won't over-race her. We'll just face our races um, sort of few and far between and obviously if they go on those 149 you'd like to do that anyway but just we'll just look after a bit more this year being in foal and obviously the main aim just um, lays your mile on the 25th of February Alright, talk to us about um, who she's in foal to and what are the regulations around harness horses being in foal because many people listening may be gallops listeners or even greyhound listeners and they probably don't know if there are rules, because I'm not sure what they are in Australia, about how far a mare can race on once she has been confirmed in foal. Yeah, so she, she's in foal to um, Captain Treacherous. Um, because obviously she was served in New Zealand, so um, I, I suppose all going well in a healthy foal on foot, there wouldn't be a, a, probably a better bred horse going once once she starts um, that side of, the, uh, side of her life. But uh, she, she's able to race for 120 days. Um, 
sort of caught me off guard with you. I'm not sure after what positive test, but I think it's about a 40-day positive test. She can then race for 120 days after that, which um, gives us just enough time that she's able to race in the hopefully Malaysia Mile. And we just played it safe in case she did happen to make that miracle mile. And a week later, she can she can go on that as well. So she'll finish racing about mid uh, mid March this year. Okay, it's um, it's a remarkable thought to think she could win a third ladyship mile, and, and that would mean four seasons in a row. She's won a Group One at Menangle. Why do you think she likes Menangle so much? For for those people who are listening who don't know Stylish Memphis, she is a good mare in New Zealand, and she's a good open class mare. But Jack, she seems to be, I don't know, three to four lengths better when she gets to Menangle. Yeah, she, she sort of showed that right from a three-year-old all the way through to now. She just seems to love this big open track. She's such a great follower of speed. And I suppose as a rule in New Zealand, the, the racing's just so different. They seem to get their order and, and they back off to, as such, 33 quarters. And you just never get a chance to get in the race. So I think just an angle style of racing in the track suits her down to the ground and um, yeah, she's obviously we like having her here, and I think she just might like being here as well. Okay, you're not having a steer at the moment. Have you copped another suspension? Have you been naughty again? Yeah, well, I've copped a couple actually. Back, I had a, had a couple hanging over my head, so um, I think I'm back in action on Saturday night. But um, yeah, I won't hold my breath. Maybe just wait till you see my name listed in the field. Uh, I don't know how many more I've got to serve at the moment. <laughs> Mate, for, for, for someone who's pretty good at the chat, you obviously don't do a good enough job when you go into the room. I would have thought you'd be able to talk yourself out of a couple of these. Well, I, I definitely try, and uh, I don't know if, um, if I'll get in trouble for saying it, but I don't think, sometimes I don't think it matters what you say, so sometimes you're better <laughs> off saying nothing at all. <laughs> That's the story of life, Jack. Um, you also trained a winner there on Saturday night, BK Swy. Um, she's another mayor, and look, she's a pretty good one too. I mean, she's no stylish Memphis, but I would have thought... She's probably earned her crack at a race like the Ladyship Mile. Yeah, that's right. She's um she's obviously probably a punter's nightmare. She's she's a horse, sort of horse that's very hard to follow, but she sort of always goes a good race. It's just always it seems to be uh, race tempo dictated how she hits the line. But uh, she did she ran third in the Ladyship Mile last year, and her form has been pretty solid and consistent since. But yeah, when she when she does turn up, she's got a really good turn of foot and. Uh, as she sort of showed in last year's Miracle Mile, getting to within a length of Solace Memphis and Spellbound, she's always that knockout hope with the right sort of run. So it'll be exciting times with her too moving forward. Mate, you take a horse to Menangle tomorrow for the Tuesday afternoon meeting. It's actually early evening by the time some Chevron races in race seven. Uh, you seem to have found the key to this one. It's, it's, it looks like a typical New Zealand horse. They get across to Australia, their brains can't. Sorry, Mick, I just lost you there. Just said you've got some chevron across there, and he seems to have taken a little bit of time to adapt to Australian racing, but seems to be adapted to it now. Yeah, 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 spot on, Mick. Um, when I first got him, he was just a little bit revvy, and um, I was sort of trying to do everything in my power to, to teach him to settle down, and it just wasn't working. It was actually going the opposite. So um, we touched base with Robert Dunn, the owner, our tra- old trainer in New Zealand, and he sort of said you've got to be a bit more kinder and, and just go with them and, and it's been the key to him and um, he seems to have turned the corner and keeps improving so yeah he's definitely winning hope in tomorrow's race I think 
um, yeah, going forward in leaps and bounds. So expecting to be a really good show. Mate, what does the summer hold for you? Plenty of your little buddies there from New South Wales have disappeared down to Victoria and they're all cleaning up. Um, are you going to be menangle bound and just preparing horses here for the carnival coming up or, or do you have reason to travel? Um, yeah, well, I've got um, obviously got a, quite a few horses targeting the carnival at home or being in New South Wales coming up. Um, it's awesome to see the boys doing really well in Victoria and I suppose it as a driver, as long as I've got my licence, I wouldn't mind jumping on one of Jay Scrimson's in a Hunter Cup if there's something there. You look like you can have about five or six in it, so I might just duck down there with just a driving bag. It seems to be a better way, better way to do the travelling. Seems a lot more fun too, Jack. You don't have to get up so early in the morning if you're only driving. You have to work the horses. Mate, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing you back in the sulky, but just a quick word on the young man who, who drove... BK Smider win on Saturday night. Um, Jack Brown seems to be a name I'm seeing a lot more. He obviously seems to handle himself pretty well on the sulky. Yeah, he does. He um, He's doing really well, Jacko. He's obviously been working with me for the last couple of years, and I think he's starting to get recognised now as, a, as a, one of the top young drivers. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's doing really well, and he's able to bring his gay game onto a Saturday night. So, yeah, I'm sure he's a name in the... Definitely in the coming months, if not the coming years, he's, he's going to be a um, yeah, solid name in New South Wales racing. Thanks for the time this morning, mate. Uh, good luck with stylish Memphis. To pull off three ladyship miles will be something pretty spectacular. So we're looking forward to seeing how that unfolds in the next six weeks. Thank you very much. Any time, mate. Jack Trainer, who has stylish Memphis, who has to be the early favourite for those Mears races, uh, and had another winner with BK Swy, who will be a nice backup when those Mears races come around. I think Bruce Harpley's going to join us now. We're going to talk to him and Mick Stanley inside the next 20 minutes. Uh, Bruce, are you with us, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm here. How's things, Mick? Mate, things are good, Bruce. Haven't spoken to you for a while, and it's nice to talk to you again. Well, we've got you on predominantly to talk about Wagga today because we think you can drive a couple of winners. But when people hear the name Bruce Harpley, they always think of the wonderful mare. We've been talking about good mares this morning in stylish Memphis. In Frith, who won a New South Wales Oaks, I think, or she ran second at a New South Wales Oaks, one or the other, and she was obviously an outstanding mare after that. Bruce, what's the update? Is is Frith a mum, and is she a successful mum? Yes, um, it took her a, a couple of goes to get in foal, but her first foal race this year under Cameron Ross, um, Peaceful, her name was, um, and she was pretty uh, impressive of her season. She's a big, lanky mare, a little bit similar going to what Frith was, but I'd say she was probably... A, a better two-year-old, even though she didn't win a Group 1, but I think she was favourite um, for the Breeders' Challenge final. Um, but that uh, good one of Emma Stewart sat outside her and beat her there that hadn't been beat. Um, the delight also. But, yeah, she's she's pretty smart, and I, she's got an art major cult now that's just turned two, um, and I think they're pretty happy with that. I'm sure Cameron has probably got it as well by now. And I think she's had a, had a foal uh, to... Um, one of Luke's stayings. I'm just trying to think which one it was now, but yeah, she's she's got got a three on the ground that I know of. Anyway, anyway well, there you yeah. go. I'll, I'll add that Bruce to the list of things I should have known. I've seen Peaceful <laughs> race about twenty twenty times before. They must have. I've never looked at her dam. So there you, yeah, go. There you go. Peaceful, yeah, a very good two year old uh, now, three year old yeah. out of Frith. So Bruce, you're heading today um, to Wagga. Tell, tell me about your stable at the moment, because you've never had huge numbers around you, and you've actually got a couple of catch drives today. Um, 
What sort of horses are you training at the moment? Do you have many around you? Are you is it is it still a full time gig for you? Um, no, not really. Like I, I obviously, as most people know, I, I worked for Australia Post the last thirty years as a postie, and um, and I'm on long service leave at the moment. And whether I go back remains to be seen. I suppose it depends how the horses go. But uh, yeah, a few things have changed. We've got a little grandson now, and um, sort of spending a bit more time with him. He was one a few weeks ago, and quite enjoying that. So the teams. I sort of vary between sort of five and eight horses. Um, we, we get to, we get a holiday to Bait and Space shortly, so we haven't had one of them for a long time. So, um, um, yeah, I've, I've got about another five to come back in when I come home, but there's only, there's only four here actually in work with me at the moment, which, uh, uh, one of them I've got in today and I've got a couple of two year old, uh, fillies here and, uh, another little consistent pacer that I've been, uh, racing for a few people as well. So, yeah, no, life's a little bit easier. Bruce, this is going to be a really simple question, and I have no idea the answer, but I'm going to ask it, even though it may be silly. As a postie these days, do you still ride a bike, or do you walk, or do you do it in the car? How does it work? Well, it, it varies. I, I was on the, the old uh, Honda 110, as they say, on the postie bike, uh, but now they've become a, a lot more uh, modern, as in Australia Post has moved to electric um, three-wheel vehicles now. They've been starting to take over now. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think I'll get to see one of them. But, yeah, Mark, the postie bike got me around many, many a year. <laughs> On to race five at Wagga today, where uh, Complicated will be doing the work and you'll just be doing the steering. Uh, long odds this one. Any chance race five, number two? Um, probably not. It, it, she's, uh, I want to race on her at long odds. Um, that's the only race she's won. Um, she doesn't go too bad round Wagga, but she sort of—it's hard to get her in the right grade. Uh, most of the times, they're, they're usually a little bit too hard for her. But um, she'll be there about. But it, it'll, it'll take a, a big, a big turn of form to finish in the first three, I would think. Mate, in race six, you drive Red Bank Harry for Stan Headland, and it comes in with a nice enough barrier draw, relatively consistent horse. And Bruce, race six is not strong. No, it's not. He, he's. He's one of those horses, he's always thereabouts. Stanley's, uh, he got a bit embarrassed because he's 11 year old and uh, he's still racing him, but uh, Stanley's done a marvellous job with him. I think uh, he started out with Morrison's back as an early two year old and now he's 11, but I think half of his prize money, Stanley's probably only give him a, a probably a, a two, well, a third of his starts, career starts, and one over half of his prize money. So, I um, mean, he's definitely a chance in that. I would have loved to have seen him cross from there, but there is a little bit of speed on the inside of him. And he, he probably can't do a heap of work early, but um, he's, it's probably the weakest field and one of the better draws he's had of late. So, yeah, he's in with a decent chance, I would have thought. You have a nice horse of your own in the last on the card up, Weston Ron. Absolutely smashed him last time it came here. It's had four wins from the eight starts. Will a second line barrier draw stop you today? I hope not. I hope not. There's there's one um, dressed in gold out wide that goes good, but th- this horse is a little bit of a story to him. I'll quickly tell you, like he's he I, as a two year old, he won his last three starts, and then he done a suspensory on, on his last start. And around the old Wagga track, he sat in the death and run his last half in mid fifty six. And I said to Bernie Kelly at the time, which obviously you know I drove all those good horses for Bernie. I had him rated with Bernie's best horses at that stage. I'd I really had a big opinion on me. He ticked every possible box you want in a horse. Um, and then, then the, the heartbreak started. He'd done that suspensory, had time off, come back in and, and was down at 
Ashley Hart with the Lukes. Um, they were working, and he bowed a tendon quite badly. Um, and then come back in and had more time off. Um, bowed a tendon up higher again. And here we are five years later now since... He, well, he's had this his third start back, obviously, um, that he had last time. But um, And I had a few other issues with him his first couple of starts. But, um, yeah, he's he's a pretty special horse. And um, I, I won't swap him for, for any of the horses that I come up against for a while, I can tell you. Um, yeah, so but the, the saying that, Dressing Gold probably leads and I'm back in the field a little bit. But he's a special horse. I've got no doubt about that. Probably never going to be the horse, obviously. But I, I thought he would have been as a young horse it went five or six years down the track. But... He proved last time that he is he has still got it. Yeah, remarkable story. Not many horses of any code have five clear years off from racing in return. Mate, we're looking forward to Western Ron today at 5.58, just before 6 o'clock at Wagga. Um, the special story of the day there. Bruce, good to catch up with you, mate. Nice to hear you're having a break and you've got a grandson and lots of cool things happening in your life post Thanks, mate. And we're looking forward to Western Ron continuing the Bruce Harpley story out of Wagga today. Uh, yeah, hopefully he can get to Menangle shortly. Good on you. Mate, that'd, Thanks for the that'd call, be nice. We'll, we'll look forward to seeing you there too, Bruce. Bruce Harpley, one of the good guys in harness racing in New South Wales. He's driven lots of good horses. Remarkable story. Western Ron had five years away from the track. Five years. And he's back winning. The other remarkable story of the weekend is Michael Stanley, Mick Stanley as everybody calls him. He trains and drives rock and roll do, and there's a lot to unpack in the story. So we'll say hello to Mick first. Good morning to you, Mick. How are you? Hi, yeah, I've been better, uh, Mick, anyway. Thanks for having me. Okay, now let's get to this. We'll talk about the horse's performance later, but you went to the Bendigo Cup with what I think is Australia's best horse on Saturday, Rock and Roll Do. Uh, he overraced, he started to choke down. We'll touch on that in a second. You went to pull him out of the race for the horse's safety, and somebody ran into the back of you, and I believe from reports you have fractured two transverses. Now, for people listening to this, if you think of your spine, um, the parts, the bones that come out the side of your spine and carry your nerves to the rest of your body and down to your legs are called transverses. And I believe, Mick, you've fractured a couple of those and that is not a fun experience. No, I've actually fractured three, uh, Mick. Two of them are just a fractured and, and the, the L3 um, is displaced. So that's probably the one that's given me the most grief because, as you say, the nerves and that, that attached to them every time I um, I move sideways, it just feels like someone's stabbing me in the back. So it's uh, yeah, it's quite uncomfortable. Yes, I've been there via the rugby's ground, and it's not much fun. I, I can tell you, it gets better, Mick. But yeah, try not to do too much sneezing or laughing in the next couple of uh, weeks. I can tell you that much. Let's get to uh, rock and roll. Do. Weird old race. You got him outside the leader. He, he seemed to start over racing, and like those good horses, they can have a mind of their own. At what stage did you realise in the Bendigo Cup that this is not going to work at all? Well, I knew I knew as soon as we went past the winning post of the lap to go, Mick, because he because he dropped the bit and he just started um, doing sort of weird things with his head. And I know people will say, "Oh, he always does weird things with his head," but he just. Yeah, he just started floating around and, and, and wobbling around with his head. So it was then where I thought, um, you know, something was amiss. But um, sort of one of those things where probably my own fault a little bit because um, he he normally, he he's a he is a bugger to, to play with his tongue a lot and he, he normally wears a stocking, a stocking tongue tie to, um, to keep his tongue, you know, uh, 
relatively uh, still <clears throat> because he um, because he does play with a lot and he's got a, such a big tongue and he and he rolls it up behind the the bit when it's um, not tied into place. Um, and, but he's been with that he's been biting his tongue a bit and he was getting an ulcer on it. So I was just trying to be kind to him and I, I put a rubber tongue tie on and. Um, you know, they, they can still move their tongue quite a bit with the rubber tongue ties and um, he sort of moved that and, and rolled his tongue back over the top of the bit. So people will probably think that he didn't look like he was pulling that hard but, um, you know, that's why he sort of got his tongue rolled up over the bit and even though he's on the bit a little bit, he's, he's um, sort of cut his own, own wind off there. So a bit of my own fault for, um, for changing that tongue tie, but I, I thought I was doing the right thing by the horse, but um, yeah, backfired on it. Okay, you've now had to find another driver. You've found one of the best in the history of the game, Anthony Butt, will drive rock and roll do. I believe he's heading to the trials tonight at Geelong, so does Anthony start that association now, and what happens next if he trials satisfactorily tonight? Yeah, well, with the Hunter Cup coming up, who better to put on someone that's won seven of them, really, isn't there, Mick? So, look, no, he, he's, uh, Anthony's great. When, when I was in New Zealand, um, you know, Ant came up and, and, um, hobbled, um, a couple of the team for me and, and drove them while I was, I was over there. So, um, so it was only knowing that, knowing that I could have someone that would, would come to home here and, and really help out with, um, not only the races, but the training of it, you know, with someone of Anthony's ilk, um, you know, is, is really a great benefit to us in the next month when when I'm out of action um, as far as track work is as well. So to be able to um, to get his services not only at the races, but there just, just made sense. And, yeah, we'll go to the trials tonight to, um, to uh, tick off that trial to satisfy the stewards and then um, hopefully we'll just get uh, everything back on the track for the Ballarat Cup in, in two weeks' time. When he won the Victoria Cup back on October the 8th, he, he seemed indestructible. And since then, through no fault of the horses, really, not much has gone right. You've ended up in a standing start race, which he didn't handle, had to sit parked in a couple of other races. Has it dented his confidence, or do you think Rock and Roll Do has still got the swagger to dominate or at least win on the Grand Circuit? Yeah, he's still got it. And I think he's. I think you know. I when I look back at the New Zealand campaign, I just need to stop. You know, we've looked after him for two years. I need to stop babying him a little bit. I'm. I've sort of always been worried about looking after him first, but he's just feeling that well at the moment. He 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 has came back, and we're confident that we got out of that trip that we wanted to. As far as growing him up, we just sort of need to get back to. Just treating him like a racehorse and, and working him and, and let him do his thing on the track. So probably just being too kind to him, trying to look after him all the time um, in, instead of uh, treating him like a racehorse. So, um, yeah, so he can get back into uh, into uh, some good routine and um, I'm sure that we'll all see uh, the rock and roll do that was through that uh, Victoria Cup Carnival. You have got a slot in the race, the million-dollar race in New Zealand in April, and you're heading to the Hunter Cup in early February. Between those two things is a miracle mile on a track he's raced very well on before. Are you intending on heading to Menangle? Yeah, for sure. That's that's um, definitely in the target. So um, it just works out well. Um, you know, the, the three carnivals just fit in well with each other. So um, all going well. Um, yeah, we'll attend all of them.
Mate, I know it's going to be a tough couple of weeks for you. Nothing horse people hate more than not being able to jump in the sulky and deal with their horses, but you've got obviously some great staff there, a wonderful wife who's a very skilled horse person, and of course Anthony Butner helping out. So Mick, we appreciate you taking the time this morning. I know it's not much fun. Um, we're hoping rock and roll do puts a smile on your face tonight and heading forward over the remainder of the summer, mate. No, beauty. Thanks, Mick. It's uh, Michael Stanley who got a very unusual industry, uh, injury contacted by a horse from behind, and it happens very rarely in harness racing because obviously the horse's head is the most forward part of its body, so often you see the, the head touch the helmet in front of it. But he was moving out of the way and the horse was accelerating behind him and its knees contacted his lower back, which is incredibly rare. So feel for Mick, transverse injuries aren't much fun, but he's a good guy with a good attitude and he's got some good help for rock and roll do. We race at Wagga today, that's our New South Wales meeting, Menangle tomorrow. And then we get into some serious stuff coming up over the next couple of weeks and right through to the Miracle Mile Carnival on March the 4th. Stick around for more on the pace during the week. The next of those will be at 10.30 on Wednesday morning with Brittany Graham. If you're having a bet between now and then, do so responsibly and I hope you're back a winner.